Hey, what's up, Indy? Thanks for coming out. Hey, let's, uh, let's clap it up for Soma Church and Day Spa. These people are unbelievable. Let's also clap it up for the great Kent to Colby. Uh, Kent, wherever you are, we love you. This one's for Kent to Colby. I feel inspired, and, uh, baby. Baby, it's really That's good to see you again. a lot of inspiration for me right now. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah, it's really, really good to see you again. Uh, we have a lot of catching up to do. We're going to do that. But uh, I just want to get something out in the open. Um, I know that one of us has a famous dad. And it's really exciting. A lot of people want to know kind of what life is like with a famous dad. And um, it, it can be just kind of the elephant in the room. So I just want to get it out in the open that my dad, Ted Cluck Sr., is here. So let's, let's clap it up for Pops. Yeah. So listen, y'all can relax. Just be yourselves. Don't be intimidated, all right? I met him. He's very nice. Yeah, just a regular guy. He did introduce... I haven't met your pops. I haven't met... Uh, is this, is this yeah. Ted Sr.? This is Ted Sr. This is like so Big Big T? The, yeah, Big Big T. This is The original Big, big T. Where the original are you, Big, big T? T? Exactly. Oh, there he is right there. Yeah. Exactly. Baby, I see a lot of resemblance right there, minus yeah. the hair and the face yeah. and everything else surrounding <laughs> yeah. that. A lot of resemblance. I know, and I know. Yeah. Just the, the way we carry ourselves. You <laughs> Correct. Know, he the did, animal he, magnetism. He did introduce himself as the real Ted Clark. The real Ted Clark. Right. Yeah. Well, He's yeah. not wrong. He's not wrong. Baby, you're getting ready for a week of conferencing. This is exciting for you. So Big R is conference man, which you know, uh, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time. So I heard you had to preach this morning. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's, um, I, yeah, you should be. I, that's I'm tough. Still so getting over that. Yeah, you're looking for a week of pampering now. Correct. So Correct. I want to know, do you have, um, like, do you have out? the guy that gets the little baggie and like goes through and decides what you're going to do? Or do you kind of decide on the fly? What's, Baby, what's I like deal? to keep it really organic. I like to keep it spur of the moment. You know, I'm, I'm an Enneagram 4. Which Same. means I don't like to plan anything. Yeah. Including every word I said this morning during my sermon. The, so. the most trustworthy thing about Enneagram 4s is that they will tell you they are an Enneagram 4 immediately upon meeting them. And the only reason why I'm an Enneagram 4 is because I would like to say I'm an Enneagram 10 because there is no Enneagram 10 and that would make me more special if sure. I could actually say that. Baby, does it bum you that I'm a 4 too? Yeah, it really does depress yeah. me. I'm sorry. Um, what so is I'm, that, what's, I'm an Enneagram 8. Does that make me as good as the two of you That put just together? intimidates me. Okay. That just makes me wonder if we're going to be able to be friends. You know, after we found out Mark Drisky was an Enneagram 8. And That's true. And a you know, when of, you look at the list of, of famous 8s, it's... It's you and Drisky. It's, it's riddled with, uh, it's you and with Drisky, poor decisions and the, bad intentions. Yeah. You and fascist dictators. <laughs> Pretty much. And Drisky. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I mean, <laughs> you, redundant, but yes. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what you know, Stephen Furtick is. What kind of Enneagram is Furtick? What Eleven. Do you, oh, I don't 11. know. Yeah. But he's benching at well, least. I would make him a four because he would think he was too special <laughs> to be one through nine. He's a three. Baby, you know who else? <clears throat> oh, no joke. Uh, my kid, Little T, is out manning the merch table. Uh, he's an Enneagram eight. Let's clap it up for Little T. You can get your merch <laughs> from him between episodes. So... You guys know the drill. You guys know how this works. So we're going to do three eps tonight. We're going to do two kind of standard ones. And after the first eps, we'll have a little break. You can go out. You can sample our lavish and decadent snack table. Um, you can hit the merch table. We can mix, mingle, and be. Uh, and then we're going to start the next step. And then the last one is going to be like an hour-long Q&A. So the Q&A eps are always the best. 
Uh, we're leaving a long time for that. So get your questions and your swag ready uh, because I know there are some people that have swag. So, yeah, I, saw so. pe- I saw people come in with like shopping bags. This Which is promising. I love. This is promising. I love that. I love that. I so, wonder what uh, Ronnie's not going to get this time. Ooh. Ooh. I kind of felt that way last time. I felt I like the table's kind of flopped between me and Big T. And Piper, we have some basketball yeah. personnel things to discuss in the, in the third episode, with, during which Ron will just go back to the green room and relax. <laughs> It'd um, be a great opportunity to take a break. Yeah. Rest, Boys, rest that raspy voice. I'm personally super stoked to be here. I don't know if you guys know this, but I used to live like right here. Uh, after college, uh, married my lovely lady, KK, who's right there. So raise a hand, KK. Uh, let's, let's clap it up for Double K. Double K. So we lived right down the street at uh, the very swanky Villa Paria Apartments, 62nd and Allisonville, luxury living, uh, very high-end, baby. Well, baby, I just came from Carmel. Apparently, that's not Carmel. Yeah. Carmel feels way more high-end than Allisonville. Yeah. Just saying. Well, you know, I mean, not all of us can stay in Carmel, I but, gotcha. uh, but I'm in deep dive nostalgia. We, <laughs> we actually drove by the old apartments. Uh, checked them out. Our first two apartments were here in Indy. So I love this town and uh, I'm super pumped to be here. Uh, so Pipe, you have sponsor business to lay on us, right? We do, as usual. <clears throat> Let's talk about that. So B&H Publishers um, is sponsoring the podcast. So the books that you see on the chairs there, if you're sitting towards the back, you didn't get any. Uh, so that means you need to come up during the break and grab one off these chairs up here. It's The Storm Toss Family by Russell Moore being given away. Um, we also have a smaller selection of books to be given away during the Q&A. So uh, you get to pick one of those if you're bold enough to ask us a question. Whoa. So thanks to B&H and Dave Schrader back there for making that happen. We just had a Appreciate guy run over Dave. a girl back there. Oh, hey I don't Goodness. know what's going on at our show, but maybe I, we need more security in these I made places. The, I made the mistake of saying free books and... Maybe what? Soma Church and Day Spa needs I more security. I also forgot to say one per person. One per person. Anyway, B&H Publishers sponsoring us. So thank you to them. Thank to Dave Schrader for making that happen. Appreciate it. And Piper, enjoy your free books. I also want to give some love to the Dwell Bible app. Yes. Uh, KK and I downloaded the Dwell Bible app on the way down here. We listened to it. It was great. Uh, I can't wait to hear our voices on there. I was going to say, was my voice on there yet? <laughs> I mean, I, I turned in all my voices. Did you turn in your voice clips? All ESV, and, obviously. Yeah. Only did you, ESV. Did you turn in the two-week head cold voice? Of course, because yeah. That's, well, that's I, got a certain resonance to it. You know, there's something where my voice is getting ready to peak and crack, and I think that's soothing. My, my congregation appreciated that at least this morning, I think. The, the four times that you preached there last year. Right, exactly. Correct. <laughs> that's that's Correct. good, baby. That's good. Um, well, as you guys know, I should, I should intro the show. Right. Yeah, we should probably do um, that. Yeah, even though I hope, I hope they leave that in because that was like 15 minutes of content. But well, and the sponsor yeah, was in there, yeah. so we have to leave that in. Let's get it going, and then, uh, and then I want to tee up our first topic. All right, boys. Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, by my good friends and partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Conferenceman Martin. And we are here with a live studio audience at Soma Church and Day Spa. So let's, uh, let's clap it up for our live audience. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. In, so, Indy is better than Louisville, it seems. Indy's so much better than Louisville in so many ways. No offense to our Louisville. The energy in the blankets. room, baby. Yeah. The energy. Baby, I love this town. I know. I do. What, does it remi- what town does it remind you of? It doesn't remind me of anything. This is the town. This is the town that other towns remind me of. Um, it reminds me of Ashland, though, and I know that's what you're going for. Correct. But, uh, you know, one of the things that you guys probably don't know, because, you know, Ron is very laid back. He's very kind of faux laid back, as we talked about last week. When but, he wasn't on the show. Um, yeah. And by the way, let me just apologize for last week. 
Uh, whenever last week's episode drops... We haven't actually released that one yet, so apologies in advance for the trash episode we put together. Yeah, here's the thing about that episode. It's hot garbage. <laughs> it's such hot garbage. We, uh, we, we taped in my office at home, my home office, which was being painted. So there's an echo, and I realized like two-thirds of the way through that my podcasting mic wasn't even plugged in. But like we uh, realized it, but yet we didn't say anything, Pipe. Why? It was really bad. Yeah, what, was, what was going We so little cared we were all thinking about what about was going on that night. And just punching a ticket there. That was just pure, like, that's just an assignment. That had At the same done. time, please download that episode as many times as you <laughs> possibly share, yeah, can. Share it with friends, but really go back and share the, uh, share the previous Dave Ramsey episode, because that was us at our best. Correct. Right? There you so. go. Correct. No offense to Dave Ramsey, but um, that actually reminds listens. me of a thing that I kind of wanted to talk about tonight, which is how when we get in these live app spaces, and this is, how, this is the third time now that we've done this, um, Ron, laid back Ron, likes to produce. He kind of becomes the producer, and he's got notes for us. He's got uh, like ideas for the program and how it should unfold. And so when we were back in the I green room... he used room, the phrase timestamp at one point. Yeah, he used the phrase timestamp. When we were back in the green room, very lavish, very decadent. Uh, thank you so much, Church and Day Spa. When we were back there, Ron said, you know, they like it when we do serious stuff. So we need to start with something serious. So uh, we're going to start with a more serious step. I mean, I don't think it's exactly what I said, Big T. You know, represent a little more Baby, far be for me to put words in your mouth. That's correct, floor. yeah. Um, but so the question is, and I think it's a good one. I think it's a good, serious question to start with. Um, in this age, this digital age of, of just sort of people kind of rampantly and endlessly doing platform and self-promoting and, and just kind of being out there all the live long day, like, why do we do this? Like, why bloviate into our computers for an hour once a week and, and put this out, which we've been doing for like five years now. We've yeah. been at this for a while. It's a lot of hours. That is a talking. lot of hours. So, uh, so Pipe, I'm going to let you go first. Why do you do this? Yeah, I, I think the other, the other part of the question is what is the place of making jokes and ripping on stuff and vamping on things when... Uh, Which we do lightly, light ripping. Occasionally, it happens. Yeah. Uh, Especially when, you know, a lot of you are going to go from here to the Gospel Coalition Conference, which is, you know, 77 hours of sermons. And uh, that, Have fun with that, you guys. That is, the, <laughs> that is the love language of our theological tribe. So why do we do this thing? Um, and, and we do I, go an hour, though, which is something we have in common with our theological tribe. Yeah, it's true. If we, if we cut it shorter than 40 minutes, we hear it from you guys. I'm sure the same is true when your pastors cut it shorter than 40 minutes. Um, I think... I think we do it because, well, first of all, it's fun. If any of us stopped enjoying this, I think we would probably bail on it pretty fast, right? Yeah. Ron? True or right. false? Okay. Just yeah. wanted to make sure. Ron's almost bailed a couple times, I feel like. <laughs> Only three times. Baby, Only how close times. have you been to quitting? All three live events. Every week, boys. It Every just week. It takes everything to you gotta get You've got to drag me, yourself out of bed. Get me to that mic. Yeah. Plug that thing into my Mac Air. All get the this whole. Get this thing going, you know, for you boys. But the, uh, but the fun aspect is important because so much of the world we, like the waters we swim in, church-wise, et cetera, are so serious. It's so thoughtful, so serious. And so, to like, levity matters. Jokes matter. I've had people, we have people reach out to us pretty regularly saying that we're sort of like, we're, we're, their, we're their, like, life preserver in the midst of a church that's burning to the ground or a really tough, they're at some, like, crazy fundamentalist college and they discovered our podcast and it's showing them the Christians can have fun. Like and the one I teach at? Easy. <laughs> <laughs> we're your life raft at the college you teach at. Um, no comment. But, uh, but yeah. so, in terms, of, in terms of actual purpose, 
we do it because we enjoy it, but we do it because we keep hearing from people that it has significance. It's a, it's a meaningful thing. And, and I, think, I think all three of us get really burned out if all we ever are is super hyper-focused, serious about things. So being able to sort of balance the, the lighthearted, the funny, the jokes with actual cultural commentary or real things going on in the church or, you know, real things going on in, in people's lives are, you know, that's, that's an important thing to be able to do and, and kind of more indicative of who we are as people. If all we did was tell jokes, you wouldn't get the full picture of who we are. If all we did was, you know, deal with, you know, heavy-handed serious topics, that's certainly not indicative of who we are. So I think this is more just sort of reflective of, of us. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, what about you? Yeah. Um, wow, that, man, things are just men to mood. The air in the room is People like out. serious stuff. I don't have to remind you this was your idea. Yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> no, I think it's... Uh, you can produce your way out of this, Yeah, baby. I'm going to try to produce my way out of it right now. <laughs> I think there's... Uh, man, there's something really amazing when you can identify with something so, um, you know, so completely and at the same time sort of sort of flip it and make fun of it as being in the middle of it, right? So, I mean, we're all card-carrying, you know, um, Jesus-loving, you know, TGC reformed dudes, right? So there's something in that to where for us to be able to, like, be in the circle and basically say, hey, there's, there's some funny things about this. Lots you know, of there's them. Some, there's some caricature about this. There's some parody about this without sort of ditching out on, on the things that we know are really important, like the theology and the truth that, that undergirds it all. And so for us just to be able to say, hey, let's just, try to, let's just try to laugh at ourselves. Let's not take ourselves so serious. Let's take the principles that undergird it very seriously. But, but man, we can, we can let it go and we can... Uh, let our guard down a little bit. There, I mean, that is the kind of humor I like. Mm-hmm. Like any kind of humor I like is always when it's able to, to kind of own something but then kind of poke at it at the same time. I always think that's the, the best kind of humor. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. That's good, baby. What's your take? Give us your uh, take, Big T. Yeah, one, I like your jacket. I appreciate so that. Nicely Thank you. done. Yeah. Is that a double-breasted jacket? It, I don't know what that means, but yeah. It's when there's the two it buttons. It means it buttons yeah. twice. Yeah, it buttons know? twice, yeah. right? It's double-breasted. Really? Yeah. It's a casual double-breasted, double-breasted jacket. Yeah. You it's a are... casual double-breast. Did. I just slipped there. Yeah. Was... Uh, Where do I go from there, Piper? So, um, produce your way out of that. <laughs> so for me, um, I started doing this because five years ago, our first co-host, Trogues, Stephen Altrogi, uh, he reached out to Long me. Live. You guys were, yeah, you guys were two episodes in, I think, to the yeah. history of the Happy Rant. And Trogues reached out to me and he said, do you want to be the third guy on this podcast? And I had never met Trogues in person, uh, had never really interacted. I've still never met still him haven't. in person. Yeah, still haven't. Babe, you have never met Trogues. Never you? met Trogues. Wow. I'm yeah, the only guy that's, that's like had a little like flesh and blood with Baby, you're going to be with real Trogues. close with Trogues. Oh, extremely close. How's that him. going? It's going great. You're going to be like sharing an egg through the window. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, all that. A little so. pie on the, on the window. We sill. can't announce yeah. that Stealing yet. Stealing pies we? from the Oh, I think so. Yeah. Dude, so anyway, Tro- so Trogues is moving to Ronstown. He's moving to Ashland, Ohio, and they're going to be besties. So, and, and, he, and he will, within 72 hours of moving there, ask Ron to start a different podcast. It's going to happen. Just oh, absolutely. It's, we can set you, our watches. You think but. it's going to happen? Oh, am I late? Yeah. Am I late? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> By going to heaven, you mean it's, it's already happened. I already have five new podcasts that haven't begun yet. Dude, so Trogues reached out to me, and uh, he said, do you want to co-host a podcast with me and Barnabas Piper? I had never met Pipe, had never interacted with him, had only ever, ever interacted with Trogues when he was trying to like work me for my publishing contacts, which, as you know, is sort of a 
that's that's part and parcel with like being in the business. So um, one of one of my weaknesses as a writer is promotion and marketing. Uh, I suck horribly at it. I suck horribly at it in part because when I was on social media, it almost wrecked my life. So I got off social media. You're uh, such a four. Almost a decade ago, and it was the best thing I ever did. But uh, as a result, the publishers were unhappy with me because I wasn't doing any like platforming. I wasn't doing platform work. So uh, when you guys reached out and asked me to do the show, I said yes because it seemed easy, and it seemed like the, the type of thing that I could use to like placate the publishers and throw at them and say, look at all the marketing that I'm doing. And, um, and it has worked out on that level, which has been great, but it's also been uh, an excuse to, to keep in touch with Big R, who was a friend at the time. Ted, I'm just, um, I'd like to say I'm happy to be used. So Yeah, yeah, I'm using you. We're all yeah. using each other. Friend at the time. Yeah, friend at so the time. past tense. We've since fallen out. Right, you know? we're, we're, we're struggling. This is all just play Maybe we're going to be able to heal yeah. some of our wounds tonight. Let the is healing that... begin. All right. Yeah, let the healing begin. I've since become friends with Pipe, and as you guys know, I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but like, it's really hard to have friendships. Like, the older you get, and the more busy and kind of fragmented you get, and the deeper you get into your career, like, it's hard to have time for that. So just having an hour where we can connect and talk and laugh and, uh, and do this is really fun. I think I would do it even if we didn't have uh, the big appreciative audience that we have so but the the appreciative audience is another thing though because it is a constant reminder that what we're what we do which often does feel like an utter waste of time absolutely like this does. last episode that we will release <laughs> on monday which is tomorrow yeah don't Again, listen apologies to it. download it and delete it just don't listen give uh, it five stars though we're not, yeah, we have no interest star- in no interest in constructive feedback just None. five stars and um, delete but, but the fact that people will willingly show up to a thing where we talk in microphones is a reminder that apparently what we're doing connects with people. So that's, that's not insignificant. It's not. And, uh, and it's a lot of fun. And in the, in the name of fun, baby, I want to I bring this to a little bit of a lighter level. Uh, as you guys know, being that I'm an Enneagram 4 and so is Ron, I have no use for the future. Uh, I live my life almost completely in the past. All I care about is nostalgia. And these last two days have been like deep dive Indiana and nostalgia for me because I grew up about an hour north of here, a little town called Hartford City, the HC. I grew up in the HC, somebody there from the HC, and, um, you know, lived over here my first couple years. That was your mom. Yeah, that was my mom. Thanks, Memes. (laughs) Baby, uh, is your mom here too? Yeah, Memes is here. Let's clap it up for Memes. Memes, raise a hand. There she is. Yeah. Baby, I'm seeing such little resemblance right now. I don't. Yeah, really I know. know I think it was say. adopted. I really don't know what to say right now. <laughs> no, like it's no. starting to scare me. I'm, I'm questioning your identity and I know. And all I know. Of that. They got all the good looks and the charisma, and I don't, I don't know what happened with. Baby, me, don't but... don't talk like that. Oh, thanks, baby. Um, but anyway, I've been in this real like nostalgic headspace. So I, I drove around with my lady last night, and we literally just creepily took pictures of our old apartments. <laughs> So I drove, I drove by the front, I stopped, I took a picture, I drove by the back, I took some pictures of the back, um, and I said to her today at lunch, I was like, would it be weird if we framed these? Like, I want to get these blown up and framed. And uh, so I'm just in this nostalgic wow. headspace, and as we were driving down... What did, um, what, what did she say to that question, though? Dude, she's very kind to me about stuff like that. She humors me. Like, she laughs a little bit, like, oh, isn't that cute? Double then, K, could you just tell us what you said? Do we, can we just get it straight from the mouth? I mean, is it... Yeah. Uh, the, old, the old if, period, you, period, want, period, two, Exactly. Period. Got it. So, yeah. like, not to lean too heavily on the Enneagram, but KK is a seven. Gotcha. So KK is really, like... 
No, the, the whole point of the Enneagram is to, weigh, is to lean way too heavily on it. It's to lean way it. too heavily on it. If you have brought it up... Just we are go, nothing just if not affluent white people who like to talk about their Enneagram numbers. It's amazing so. we even call each other by our names anymore. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Right? You, know how you lose your name when you go on the Enneagram. You're just a number. So Double you know? K said as a seven, like, she is interested in the future. Like, her, her whole thing is the future and being excited about the future and what happens next. And my whole thing is the past. But... Um, she was interested driving down here. We were, we were hashing out topics, potential topics. She was really interested in like what our high school personas were like. Oof. And specifically, she wanted to hear about like our high school dance experiences, like what happened for us at prom. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why she wants to hear about this. this is, uh, I feel like these are the kinds of stories that could get me in trouble. But Pipe, I know you went to public school. I went to public school. Uh, Ron, I don't know what you did, baby. I don't know what... what it was so long ago, I don't know baby. where you were educated. Nobody knows but. what I did. Was there even school back then? Baby, know? seriously, like, I feel like there's so much we don't know about each other, even though we're, we're good friends. So were you, were you private-schooled, homeschooled? I was. It was, it was Christian school, yeah. Oh, Christian school. Yeah, it was, nice. did, did you have, like, a senior banquet instead of a senior Dude, it prom? wasn't just Christian school, boys. Let me lay it out to you. Yeah, unpack it was, that. It was Christian school at an extremely charismatic church. Whoa. Yeah, that was that was it. That was my upbringing, right? Baby, there. there's a guy so that did I you do like you... senior slain in the spirit. Oh, I mean, they had, there was an attempt every Wednesday morning during chapel. There was an attempt at that. Yeah. So there's a guy I need to connect you with in the industry because you're always looking for contacts, 100, and looking for that next conference booking. But uh, his name is Drisky. So <laughs> maybe after we can, who, we can like who actually publishes with charisma house now so we yeah, can exchange some some numbers so baby like what was your prom experience like what did that yeah, look so like this is crazy so there was no prom because i went to a, a charismatic christian school dancing wasn't allowed which was fine because you know i was a little shy and um so yeah they would have they would have the uh they would have the obligatory banquet where everybody would get dressed up and uh, you do the awkward thing where you sit around a table for two or three hours and you would eat and then you would get up and politely exit and go home I mean, okay. it was a rousing night. Wow. It was a, a lot of danger. That's really exciting. Parents maybe. were really nervous about yeah. what might happen. But here's, the, here's a better Rightfully experience so. for you. So yeah. I get out of high school, and um, I have this girl that goes to a public school. She was a year behind me. We weren't, we weren't, like, t- we weren't like a thing. Mm. Her name was, I, I kid you not, her name was Honey. That was like her, her birthday. Yeah. Her name was wow. Honey Laramore. Honey Laramore. So check this out. So Baby, what was like, Honey like that's, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy of... No, it's kind. crazy. It, it Can gets, I ask a follow-up question? Boys, it gets yes. good. Yeah. It gets good. Baby, what was Honey... Lar- Slow down, because I want to get... Like, yeah, so Honey Laramore... Thing, what was her persona? What was Honey Laramore like? Honey Laramore, for Like sundresses sure, or like sure, black any, eyeshadow or what was it? Enneagram 7, for sure. Like, okay. like big, you know, this is the 80s, late 80s, big, blonde, bombastic. Yes. You know, just crazy, right? I love it, baby. And so she was like, she's like, hey, Big R, she's all, how about you... How about you take me? I don't think it was, it was like the homecoming dance or the prom. I can't. Okay. It was the homecoming dance, right? And you so were out of fall. high school at this point? I'm out. Right? So you're, you're like the, you're the weirdo dude who goes, yeah, you're the old man. Like, okay. Right. You're the creepy right. old man. This is like 1958 or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was and, okay um, back then. So like, because I hadn't had that experience, I was kind of like, I don't know, man. I feel weird about it. I don't even know what to do. So I say, sure, I'll go. So I go and I get my clothes. I still don't know what I'm doing. Um, like her, her parents are shooting the works. Is this so, like a full? Dress it's the full tux deal. Thing? Okay, it's a full deal. Yeah. So I meet her at her house. Baby, did you rent a tux? I rented a tux because okay. that's it, what I was supposed to do. I, yeah. I don't have any information. I just get there and there's a limo in the driveway. I don't know what's going. Whoa! On. 
I just feel I, like I'm First calling my mom going, I promise you, everything's okay. There's nothing wrong going on here, right? So this is where it gets good. It's like a Joy Electric show. The Pretty limo, much. the Pretty tuxedo. Much. I mean, so check it out. Access. Ronnie's in costume. He doesn't know what's going on. So we on. pull up to this thing. We pull up to this thing, and it's one of these massive, massive school for me would have been 100 people. It had 150 people. Graduating class yeah. of nine right here. <laughs> Yeah. So this was one of those like That's true of some homeschool families. Right. Too. This was one of those like yeah. massive, massive schools. <laughs> nice and, pipe. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we get out. I don't know anybody. I'm just hanging out. And at some point, Honey comes over to me and says, Okay, so what they're gonna do is they're going to announce my name in about five minutes, and then we gotta go stand in the middle of the basketball court. Maybe she was the homecoming queen. She was the homecoming queen. Oh, be darned. Honey Laramore. And I was like, Hey, listen, let's clap it up for Honey. Honey Laramore. I'm sure she's listening. Do you know what she's doing now, baby? No, but I know what I told her. I said, Honey, I said, I said that would have been really nice did to know. Did it feel strange like, to call somebody honey? Ago. I know that's like, what was just, his name. I mean, no, but like, did, did you ever catch yourself and be like, wait, no, honey, not no, not like honey, but did that feel? Let strange me just at let all? me just go a little deeper, right? Dude, who plays okay. honey in the movie? We Kim can Basinger? P- we can PG thirteen this thing, right? We're all we can talk about it later. So before we left in the limo, Honey's dad comes up to me. What was me, his name? First name? I don't remember. I think his name was Fred. Fred Laramore. Fred Laramore. Good guy. And Good, he literally starts. Guy. He literally starts talking to me about me and his daughter, who were not an item. Uh-huh. We were just friends. We'd known each other like six months, and he literally these words came out of his mouth at some point before we got into the limo. Uh-huh. The marriage bed cannot be defiled. Okay, Fred Laramore. Dude, let's cl- let's clap it up for Freddie. Yeah, I mean, just whoa, that's good parenting. Yeah, this was like this was before. Like, I feel like now the way dating works is you have to, you have, to have like a two-hour sit-down with a dad. Like, you're going out to coffee, and you have to have the whole pre Baby, thing. Fred was stoked that I was there. Really? It was like the opposite of like, hey, be careful with my daughter. It was, it but just he said the marriage like bed was, thing. Yeah, he was just pushing me out with her like, let's get this thing going. Let's so get, he was yeah. sort of like, go ahead and get the next engaged, level. but also. Yeah. Like, okay. And then the homecoming thing just, I've never danced before in my so life, ta- obviously. Listen, okay, I want to stay there for a second. Yeah. Talk me through how the dance went because so went, I'm I feel right like now. did you, did and you have what to fast song dance? Was it? No, no, it was a slow dance. So what song? all you had to do was stand there and like yeah. move around in a circle. I did. <laughs> I, feel like I know it, boys. Easy. It's hard to believe this, but I was actually a little shy back then. And uh, what so remember, song was it? I don't remember. It was. It was probably like. Uh, what year it, was it? I'll tell you what. Song it was. Uh, it, no, it was going to be. Uh, it was going to be true by Spandau Ballet. Obviously. Oh, you know? nice. You guys yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, We're a little young, Big R. But. So, but I argue. So here I am. Oh, check sure. it out. So everybody made the circle around the gym, sure. and I was having an argument with Honey. Oh. And I said, no. I'm not getting. I'm not doing this. Oh, I said, I'm no. not getting out there. She says, you have to. You Enneagram forward her. Like, I, I totally make, Enneagram forward her. Nobody's telling me what to do. Absolutely. <laughs> I said, there's only one thing that's going to get me out into the middle of that dance floor right now. Baby, what was the one thing? Cash. Cash. <laughs> Cashiche. And Cash-y-shay. it's still the one thing that motivates you, right? Pretty much. How much did she pay you? What? How much did she pay you to get out on the dance floor? She did, and I got out there, and it was like one of the worst nights of my life. Dude, you got out, you spun around a little. Dude, bit it was like Laramore. the scene. It was like the scene into the closing scene in like you know Sweet Sixteen or Pretty in Pink. Who plays you in the '80s movie of this moment? Oh, baby. I know you don't like this. You in our producers meeting, Ron told me not to go too deep into these like who would play who things, but I'm doing it. Anyway. I just think it just stalls. Who man. plays Honey? Who plays you? Just for oh. me. Just humor me. 
Okay, I'll go Heather Locklear with Honey, just to make it good. Whoa. Um, <laughs> All right. Just to, just to prop myself up a little bit here. Bold, bold no, choice, like Cotton. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. And I'll go... Uh, I'll go. you? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. John Cusack? Johnny Cusack? No. no. I mean, you Tom know. Cruise? No. Early Tom I, Cruise? I want to know what Ronnie was like in high school, because I kind of picture like a younger Bill Hader. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very offended. We need to let the healing begin right here. <laughs> if anybody does any counseling in the room, my friend Pete, who's a pastor, he's no, I like, back. I like can... William. I like William Hader. I mean, I'm good with Will. Yeah. If you know him, you call him William. You know, if yeah. you're friends, Will. You know. Yeah, go way back. I don't know who would play me. Yeah. Probably, I looked more like Ducky. Okay. You know? Yeah. No, I'll buy that. That's you know, because I was a Smiths fan, right? Yeah, I was yeah. Newer, oh, yeah. Right? You were all mopey. You were mope rock. I looked exactly like I do now, minus the gray. Did you have trouble having fun? Like, do you have trouble smiling? Oh, I had and, so much yeah. trouble having Dude, fun. Dude, you were so in your own head and so, so tormented over fun. nothing. All I, wanted to do was, all I wanted to do was yeah. make art yeah, and, not, and not dance in the middle like, of life. There's a 0% chance we would have been friends in high school. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100% that there was 0%? 100% that there was 0% chance okay. that we'd be friends in high school. Right. Because we've, we've both grown up so much since then. You guys are right. friends now, so that's yes. kind of fascinating. So it Ron's fascinating. like... You know, mope rock kind of persona stuff doesn't bother you now, Pipe? I mean, bo- bother would imply that it would, like, offend me. The it, thing is, baby, you got to understand, like, me and Pipe, like, we spent the last TGC conference together, right? Yeah. Or was it yeah. T4G? No, it was T4G. Or was it LMNOP? Baby, who cares? It doesn't matter. Or was it matter. XYZ? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, like, we don't really get recent gathering of many Calvinists. We don't really men. get into yeah. those, like, topics. Right. We no. talk about the stuff that's safe, baby. Okay. You know okay. I mean? Yeah, you like guys sports, keep it safe. You know? Like sports. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Too soon. We we're talk about stuff that's safe, like sports and Mark Dever and stuff. We're going we're to get you know? protests drawn if we keep talking about sports. So, uh, Piper, let's talk about your high school dance experience. Could be well, a prom, could be a homecoming. I feel like... Could be Sadie Hawkins. Yeah. Wait, what is that? What is the Sadie Hawkins? Baby, Obviously, I got a Sadie okay. story It just sounds like some you. woman cowboy. Yeah, we're going to get to Sadie's yeah. in a minute. Well, I don't know that Sadie Hawkins Please is the believe. same thing everywhere. In, in Think in the Midwest... Historically, it is it is girl asks guy to the oh, dance. Oh, that's what it is. It's um, great. And depending <laughs> on how it works, you know, there it might be sort of western or like square dance hoedown themed. That's the way it was at my high school. Right. So I went to a public city high school in my last two years of high school, which doesn't scream hoedown. Um, <laughs> Or if well, it does, asking, or if it does, that phrase means something entirely. Girl different. asking guy. But, is, uh, girl asking guy clearly. Clearly not reformed, right? Like yeah. dance. At yeah, all no, no, that's not reformed, approved. <laughs> but so they, they, uh, you know, they reserve this some, you know, like barn and whatever facility, like forty-five minutes outside downtown Minneapolis, and uh, I don't know how I finagled it, but I got a girl who didn't go to my school to ask me to my Sadie Hawkins Maybe that's dance. like that Honey Laramore thing I just laid out to you. Except that, yeah. except that this was one that I participated in facilitating and I didn't get hoodwinked into mm. dancing with the homecoming queen. Although that doesn't sound nearly as bad as you made it sound. Um, exactly. Well, she wasn't Heather Locklear either, man. Let's just let's keep that <laughs> Whoa, real clear. Okay. Fair, let's keep fair. that real clear. We just okay. lost a listener. Sorry, honey. <laughs> and Mr. Fred Laramore. I tried to look her Sorry up on for... Facebook, but I didn't know how to spell her last name. I was going to see what she was up to now. Um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so then, so then we get there, and it is, like, they're trying to do a full-on, like, line dance, square dance, you know, with, like, boot scoot and boogie and whatever else over. But, but picture a fairly diverse crowd of people who are not accustomed to country and Western music trying that. And so eventually it just turned into what 
you know, what would be our standard high school dance, which if you think about the era when I was in high school, so late 90s, just heavy on the hip-hop. And uh, Pipe, did you fast dance? Did I? Uh, can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. Pipe, what were some of those movies that came out at that time where they, they did all that hip-hop dancing? All of that hip-hop dancing? Like, yeah. what movies, what Bigger? Like? <laughs> you like, like that? that? Wow. That's, that's what, what was his name, Fred? Was Fred Laramore taught him that move. Fred, yeah. Fred, Fred Laramore? Fred was not okay with that. Um, Fred Laramore for county drain commissioner. Yeah. Baby, look at my moves. I know. Yeah. So hey. it was that, was, that was Sadie Hawkins. But yeah, there was no, no shenanigans, okay. no, no storytelling, no getting dragged out on the dance floor un, wow. unknown, unbeknownst or yeah. unwittingly. Yeah. Um, it, I don't have a lot of great dance stories. What was your high school persona, though? Let's get that real quick because I know KK is going to want to know that. It, it varied sporty. depending on where I was. Sporty. So, yeah, I, was, I played, played sports. That was, that was about the only reason I liked going to school at all was because sports teams happened there. That's funny because P.E. was like the worst hour Oh, of that the was day a nightmare for, for you, baby. It was baby. a total nightmare. <laughs> they you just didn't been, get you. would have been my target in Dodgeball. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I was, I was uh, probably very brash and abrasive. Although, again, no at way. school, I pretty Shocking. much kept to myself. I didn't, Me and Big T are just stunned by that right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Shocking. Shocking. Take whatever I am now, remove any uh, sanctification, any maturity, any breaks on my mouth, mm-hmm. and, uh, and anything that I've read or learned in the last Frankly, having a hard time years. imagining that right now, to be <laughs> quite and, uh, and that. That was sort of me with the occasional moment of... I, I did something right, but mostly just be making a colossal jerk out of myself. Nice. Dude, I love it. You would have been my outgoing high school friend. <laughs> so my persona, I was, like, uh, I was like Rob Gronkowski minus the charisma. So if you take away all Ooh. Gronk's charisma, I was just the meathead. Can you explain to Yeah, Ron he's a football is? player, big R. Big, shaven-headed guy. Just that, keep talking. I don't yeah, know so, who that is. Did you have a shaved head? I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, absolutely. Made the traps look bigger. You know, the, the whole that deal. And, that and the neck roll. Right. Thank you, front row guy, for appreciating. Yeah, the, the, the shaved head, the neck roll. So apologies to my prom date. Prom was kind of a, a non-thing romantically. I was dating a girl from uh, another school. So she went to Eastbrook. I went to Blackford. And she, uh, she asked me to her prom, and I went with her. And we only have, like, one picture of the two of us before prom. And I was in her living room playing Nintendo while she, like, stood forlornly waiting for me to get done. So there was that. And then we went to prom. She's a great girl, very kind, very, very smart. She took, like, a recruiting visit to Harvard. And I said, bring me back something. She brought me a pencil. <laughs> and I said, that's about as close as I'm ever going to get to Harvard. Also, also a, uh, that was an expression of her... Deep and abiding affection to absolutely sort of express that, dude. So we went to her prom. It was fine. I don't remember a lot about it. But after prom was at uh, a YMCA. So after prom, you go to the after prom, which is a public school thing where yep. they're like, "Hey, everybody, don't drink, don't party." You know, you can go to a YMCA and where there are no dark corners <laughs> to sneak off. To, oh, exactly. Yeah, except none. pipe that I wasn't sneaking off into a dark corner to make out. I had just learned to dunk, and. <laughs> If you've ever dunked a basketball, you know that when you learn to dunk, life is measured in increments of time between opportunities to dunk. Right. And it, and, was, it was all and, I cared about. And if you're a 6'2 or 6'3 white guy, you have oh, about a 12-month window of your life when you can do that. Dude, too. exactly. So I, I knew the window was going to close soon. And 
so I had this. I went with this friend Russell, who was about my size, and he had just learned to dunk. So we found I like this. That you say learn to dunk when really it just means like you you just got that. Like, like weren't you just tall enough? I mean, what am I? Yeah. What am I missing here? You got no, there's ju- technique just, to it. Just enough hops to learn make to put that just round enough hops. object. And we were like for real dunk. We were just throwing lobs to each other and like pushing it over and grabbing yeah. the rim and. So we WNBA dunk. We ditched our we ditched our yeah WNBA dunk exactly. So we ditched our dates at the YMCA. We found this practice gym with like a rack of volleyballs, and we just dunked all night. My hands were all like torn up when I got home from prom, and we broke up just a few weeks later. So not a classic story, but Sadie Hawkins, uh, public school Sadie Hawkins, it was my freshman year, and at our school, like there was there was no like um, hipster barn theme or anything. You lived um, in rural Indiana. Double yeah. K, I'm here, by the way, if you need somebody to talk to after. Our after whole town was moment. a hipster bar. No, Double K likes these because these are disastrous relationships that didn't go anywhere. Um, so there was... She pleasures in your misery. Oh, for sure. So there was this girl in my class, Cammie Culbertson. And much like your girl, like she why had... The they big, always, why do they always have that name? Dude, they always have the great names. I mean, nobody has named that. Baby, she was... No, a, no, nobody, no real person has like named nobody that. Like, nobody who's named that before her or after her. no. Ever. She doesn't exist in real life. Precise. It's insane. So she had the huge... good thing you guys are fours. Because that just that fits that you have this unique experience. Right, a unique name. Yeah. She had the huge eighties hair, even of though it was the nineties, but it was rural Indiana, so whatever so we were. Five years behind, behind the times. Yeah. Five years behind. So she asked me to Sadie's and I'm stoked out of my mind, right? Was she, she was older a, than you? Dude, no, she was a freshman, but she was okay. a cheerleader. I was kinda shy too, big R. Um, so she asked me, we do this thing, this ritual where like you go to the mall, you pick out your matching t-shirts together and we wore them to Sadie's. Wait, what? Yeah. This is a, it's a public school. Matching shirts are part of it. No Uh, matching shirts. Did I say shorts? No, you said shirts. Yeah. Shirts. So he just sounded like he was astounded by the matching thing. Nah, baby. It's the Midwest. It's the nineties. It's Uh, what you did. Don't it's overthink kind of like it. what hipster guys do now. I was in, yeah, I, they I go to the mall Cali- together and they pick up their matching shirts. And I, are very I grew up in California. Yeah, we exactly. were 10 years ahead of the times. Case in point. Ted, Ted and I yeah. kind of botched the Sadie I, I Hawkins get that. thing I'm tonight. vibing yeah, with that did. right now. By it's a Sadie's that, I mean, theme. I'm not vibing with that at all. So anyway, we went to the mall. We got the shirts. I'm stoked out of my mind. I'm super nervous. I'm sweaty. My face is all red. The whole deal. So And we get to Sadie's and she's distant. Right. Like I can tell there's something like there's a little oh, something man. around the house. There's something in the air. Right. Dude. And she's distant and I'm trying in my own like primitive, like early 90s high school boy way to like reach out and, you know, see if see if she's OK. Well, the reason she was distant, she had like a 22 year old boyfriend from Montpelier, the next town over. He came to Sadie's and he like just took her and left. Whoa. So she was like literally distant. So he was at, like at the, one he point. was the James Spader. <laughs> and then she was gone. Yeah. He was the James Spader that came in. He was the with he the was hot James rod, Spader. With the Lamborghini. She was Kim Basinger. He had the Lamborghini, which was really like a Ford Taurus. Correct. And I was, I don't know, I don't know who plays me. John Cusack probably. Like the nice guy who you're really rooting for, you know, right. the guy from the PG movie, not the rated R movie. Correct. But, uh, Correct. Anyway, those are our high school stories. Producer Ron, do we have time for one more topic in yeah, this Yeah, throw it out there. I'll, I'll um, for one more. I'd, I'd just like to apologize because sitting here and listening to two fours tell stories is a thing that I can't relate to at all because I have no nostalgia. Really? I just, I can't, I you cannot. Don't get, you, don't the, get to... you guys can sit here and talk all night about things from your past as if you're living in it right now, because... I am living, living in it right, right now. now. Yeah. Um, and also all the time. For multiple yeah. reasons, one of which is just 
my personality. I the past is well. Pipe though, we also have like we also have some eighties in our past, and there is no yeah. more like nostalgia than there. Than, than, than Dude, the I don't 80s, think his generation you know. has nostalgia. I, really I don't, don't think it does. I, I think they got rid yeah. of that. I think they the did. 90s. They I don't did act away like with it. I'm twenty seven years younger than you. He's yeah. just no, a kid, I know, Ron. I know, but, you know, he's just yeah, a know, right. just a kid. Right. So like if Kirby Puckett, like the, the most pipe. nostalgic like twins Minnesota thing, I don't know John Randall. Like, that wouldn't move the needle for you nostalgically. Yeah, for about seven seconds. Okay, yeah. Like, I felt, I felt uh, you know, Piper, I, explain I felt the nostalgia. To us, See, I would it, go for like seven days. What's it like to problem. not have nostalgia? Because that would be kind of like my wife, Enneagram 5. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, Big M doesn't do nostalgia either. Oh, no. It's well, so she doesn't peaceful. need to. When is she ever need to do it? Yeah. Like, not living in the past is so peaceful. Yeah, it is. It's better. It's probably more biblical, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's something to that as well. You know? My year of living in the past. I think Paul had some things to say about that <laughs> somewhere in the, the New beer, Testament. The year of biblical nostalgia. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We should do that book, baby. What, that living would, in the present? Living in the past. Oh, living we should, in the past. We should pitch that book. That, oh, that living would, in the past. Who do you think yeah. would Who do you think would pick that up? Uh, would that no be one. a Crossway? Charisma, yeah, no, definitely not Crossway. Would that be a David C. Cook? What baby, I want to lay a topic on Piper that you and I cooked up when we were kind of gossiping about Piper. Oh, yeah, what be, was that? To be clear. Refresh me before you lay it on him. It was the Pretend dog, like he can't hear right it now. It was the dog cat owner thing. Oh, we're, yeah. we're going to be quick about this because I know we're running well, baby, short of time. Maybe you want to save that them. or you want to hit it off now? Let's just do it now. Let's, Let's do, do it, it now. Okay. So we're producing you right now. Ron and I are, Ron and I are cat people. Uh, we're both cat owners. Another we thing we love our it. cats. Let's clap it up for cats. Elegant oh, beasts. some civilized people just made some claps for us. Elegant, civilized creatures. Yes. There's another thing yes. that makes it miraculous that we're friends. They're like art that walks around. And uh, we love our... We you have to our, earn a cat's affection. You have Except to earn you it. Earn it. Not, you they're not cloying. Earn a cat's they're not, yeah, they're not needy. It's not very Calvinist, yeah. admittedly. <laughs> but you so, have to earn yeah, a no, cat's affection. No, it's not. Affection. It's, it's, works, it's yeah. works-based. It's very Arminian-based. Yeah, it's very, very works-based. Our relationship with our cats is, is, is where the Arminian side of us comes Never mind. Up. We hate our cats. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we were just talking about this whole, like, thing that happens with dog owners, because we have lots of friends who are dog owners, and, and we love dogs. And, uh, the, Wait, the, what did you just say? I was trying to be nice. Yeah, I do not love dogs. On any level. Actually, love I love one the dog. Same way I love that my you love all dog. of your friends' kids. You know, you're like, oh, yes, we love them. Correct. Right. Dude, so anyway, okay. so, Got it. so here's the deal. This is, this is the thing that happens. So you go to a friend's house for like a social engagement. And you open the door. They open the door. They're 250-pound, like Great Dane, like jumps all over you. Dude, his arms are like up here. They're like up on the shoulders. They're and getting baby, what's the dirty. first thing that comes out of their mouth when that happens every time? Um, I don't know. What is it, baby? It's, oh, don't worry. He doesn't bite. Yeah, don't worry. He loves people. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Notice they never say that about their cats, though. Don't worry. They're he like, doesn't no, no, bite. don't pet that. Dude, don't so worry. Do- he doesn't bite. The dog's, the dog's all over you. He weighs like 220. Yeah, right? minimum. Like he's knocking you over. You're, yeah. you're scratched. I feel like I know the game of football in this like, particular Well, yeah, moment, exactly. You know? so, but the, but the, the customary thing is you have to talk about how it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. No, no, no big deal. I like this. As you're literally like... I actually like it. And as you're fine. like wilting in fear. No, it's nice. Yeah, literally. It's nice to have him claw me right here. As, you, as you're like his... shaking in fear. Was there a question for me in here somewhere? <laughs> actually, is there a question for Pipe? No, but it's just nuts that they. It's just nuts that like they. This is as far as I thought it this through. Is you, you, you started with we gossiped Pipe, give us about a him, and then you proceeded to talk about. Pipe, dog don't be owners. angry. Just give us. No, a minute I'm just here, man. looking for context. It's amazing that they always say the dog doesn't bite. To which yeah. I say, does he have teeth? 
I mean, did his teeth just all of a sudden fall out before he like dove on me? No, but I think the interesting thing is how we're we're like beholden in that moment to lie about how much we like it. Like, no, 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 no. This is this is. Oh, see, I'm too old now. I just don't even. I don't. You don't lie. What do you do? I just say he needs to get get off immediately. I can't move. Stop. Get him off. Put him away. I can't. So you just go like, you you go motionless. I go fully like I'm paralyzed with fear Uh because I am. Yeah. Because I am. Because I'm a rational human being. I go fake. I go people pleasing. No, 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 no. I love getting scratched right here on my face. Baby, in 20 years when you're as old as me, you're not not going to have those kind of civilized When I get the old man strength that you have coursing through my veins. It's a good good conversation. So Pipe, um... Pipe, what, how, how do you justify those kind of like dog-like maneuvers, those dog-like behaviors in a dog owner? Oh, are you oh, comparing the owner to the dog? Just to correct. You, you, okay. you made the point that dog owners want something to control, and I think that's, that's what you should ask Pipe. Yeah, correct. Why is it that a dog owner has a dog because they want to feel no, powerful you know why, you know and in control? No, you know I have a dog? It's not so that I have something to control. It's so of course that he's going to deny that, It's baby. so that I have a pet. Baby, give him a moment to speak, okay? It's so that I have a pet who will love my children unconditionally, who they can enjoy without getting scratched and bitten repeatedly. Until they get bitten and you got to put it down? I mean, what are we talking about here? Have you seen a recent dog? They shouldn't be domestic animals. Cats aren't domestic animals. They're wild animals we cage inside. They leave you alone. They let you have personal space. Anyway... Dogs also... Last time, I, last time I checked, a cat wasn't like doing this in front of me. Baby, we you, know a moment? you don't actually want my answer to this question. I really don't. Okay. I really don't want just, your answer. You know what's but happened? I'm gonna, but I want you to say it. I want you to say to it out of respect. You know what's happened? You've offended Pipe. <laughs> no, grab your mic. Don't push your mic away because you're still in this. No, you don't, you don't get to do that until we talk about basketball. Take, take, the take the mic back. I want you to apologize to Piper and then I'm going to land the plane. I also want step. you to okay. apologize to me. Yeah. Baby, I'm not apologizing to any dog owner for oh, owning for the love. An, an undomesticated animal. Judas H. Priest. <laughs> Listen, you guys. All right, let me jump in here real quick. Jump right. in, Pipe. Let me give you some space to speak. You know terrible dog owners. It's not that hard to train a dog to not do what you just said, or to put it in a kennel, or to put it in another room, or to put it outside, or Has really your do dog anything. never lunged at anybody? Like Pipe? to bite them? I mean, just to be in their space. Yeah. Like if a person does that, nobody tolerates. Like if I walk into a well, if I walk into a room and a person oh, I, jumps oh, up on me, I will get like that's a poli- that's like a call to right. the police department. Right. So if a person does that, the the you can defend yourself, correct? That's called assault. I give people permission to defend themselves against my dog too. Dude, I will So like if my dog jumped on you, I'd be like, "Hit her." Well, dude, now we're having a conversation. Now we're talking. You think we're fighting? Now, now we're finally we're, talking. Let's clap up for these boys and their healing. Let the healing begin. Listen. Let's hug it out, man. Let's hug it out right now. Whoa. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Let the heat. No, it's nice. Ron, thanks for that. And Pipe, thanks for that, too. Listen, audience members, you guys know the drill. You know how we sign this program off. And uh, I want a little audience (laughs) participation here, okay? Always. Um, So I'm going to tee it up. I'm going to get ready to say the thing we say. Um, And then I want to hear you say it with us, all right? The the little name thing that we do at the end. Um, So here's the deal. I'm going to say... My thing. I'm going to say that we have wandered to and fro throughout these topics, boys, which you would agree with, right? We agree. Correct. We've wandered to and fro. We've got merch. We've got snacks. We're going to have about 10 or 15 minutes to mix, mingle, and be. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans.
The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.